I'm Colin. And I'm Megan. And this is Pet Pet Sitter Confessional, Confessional, an open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Well, hello and welcome back. On this episode, we are so grateful to have the wonderful Jennifer Flett and Henry Leckie from Hoopla Adventures on. Because they're working and traveling abroad as full-time pet sitters, teachers, and writers, we wanted them on to share their experience about the recent COVID-19 pandemic. So thank you both for coming on, and and we hope that you are both doing very well. Yes. Yeah, thanks for having us. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Yeah, I think we're, we're okay. Yeah, we um doing a lot better than a lot of people are i think maybe a little yeah but um we are yeah we're we're um what's the word (laughs) holding on (laughs) holding on to hope we're okay for those who might not be familiar with you guys or follow along with on your instagram and your blog which i encourage everybody to do because it's so much fun seeing all the cool pictures and everything that you guys are up to um, tell us a little bit about your your background and your history and how you got into being full-time uh, house sitters. Um, so we didn't know about house sitting at all, I think, until maybe a couple of years ago. And we met um, a couple in real life, but also we sort of met online first um, through Instagram, the magic of Instagram. Uh, and they did it full-time. They had a website that had lots of good advice uh, and we met them in real life we just happened to cross paths um and uh, they're a broken buddy <laughs> so, well, <Okay>. uh, <laughs> and yeah they were amazing for us so that was they were like our first proper insight into how to um how sit full time um and we'd read about it online and things and sort of played around with the idea but we hadn't fully committed uh, to it at the time we were living in a different country full-time as teachers um but we felt a little bit stuck like we wanted to travel and we wanted um uh also meet people and gain new skills and live in different countries and uh like our future plans are to have a sort of small holding with <laughs> lots of animals, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> um, and things like this. Yeah, yeah we've yeah. sort of done a slow transition into into the house sitting because, as Jen says, we were living in another country. We were actually in Slovakia um, where we were teaching. Um, and this was after spending some time in Italy, au pairing and working a ski season in France and things like that. So we've sort of been on the road for quite a while. Uh, and been been in Slovakia for about a year, and then we met these guys, Brooke and Buddy, and and they put us onto it and said, "Look, it's a great way to to be a bit freer with your travels, just be able to sort of bounce country to country." And my contract with the school was coming up, so we just went, "Let's have a look at it. Let's have, let's give it a punt." Yeah, and we kept <laughs> Henry kept saying, "Oh, we should get a, a van and we should get a dog," and I was like. I'm not sure we could take the animals traveling with us, but maybe yeah. <laughs> we can look after them <laughs> as we travel. <laughs> um, but as I say, like our future plans are t- is to have like some kind of like sustainable small holding, uh, yeah. and yeah. <laughs> uh, and 
yeah, we just love animals. So it seems like the perfect combination of travel, animals, and meeting new people. I love hearing that and, and how you guys just kind of, you know, sounds like you guys just dove into it and, and have really been enjoying it ever since. So where where are you currently? Well, we've got the great fun of, um, I'm, I'm quite lucky. Uh, my brother's got his own place um, just outside Didcot in the middle of the UK. Um, it's not, it's a little bit north of London but that sort of region. Uh, so we're just kind of staying with him at the moment. Um, we, we sort of had to do a quick rush back to the UK. Um, and my dad put us up for a week. And then, then we came over to my brother's. And then um, sort of then lockdown came in. And we've been stuck here pretty much since... Not in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So you said you had to make a quick dash back to, to the UK. Where were you whenever lockdowns and kind of stay-at-home orders started to come into play? Well, it, it kind of happened a bit slowly. So we went over to Germany, and I think we were in Germany for about five weeks or so. Um, and so we had planned to be away for the entire year. Um, so we left Edinburgh, which is my home city. Um, and had planned to be away pretty much all year. Um, and then in Germany, obviously, the um, they were starting to get a bit worried because the, the rates in Germany were really increasing quite quickly. And then everything happened to Italy. So we're watching as Italy flared up uh, as we were traveling further north. Um, we got to Denmark uh, for a couple of days. And then made our way into Norway, where we had our sit. Um, so we were in Norway, and the guidelines when we got there was if you had just arrived, you had to um, self-quarantine for two weeks. Mm. Um, and luckily, our house sit was two weeks. <laughs> so, oh. oh, wow. <laughs> so we were, um, so we thought we could just wait it out in Norway. And then maybe three days later, um, they announced they were going to shut all of their airports. Um, and we had a flight booked to Belgium for the next sit. Um, mm. And uh, basically, we weren't going to make it. It was going to be cancelled. So um, we had to make a sort of snap decision there. Because um, if, if we decided to stay in Norway, potentially we could have been stuck there for a month or longer. Um, and the sit was only two weeks. so um yeah yeah to be fair Norway's not exactly the cheapest of places to suddenly find yourself stuck trying to then find accommodation Mm. um we did have uh maybe a a contact or two in Oslo um which could have helped but uh again you don't want to um resort to that if you can't like um so we phoned family and they were like you know just come back over it's fine (laughs) come back home um (laughs) And fortunately, the planes, uh, so basically they said the the flights were going to stop and the airports were going to shut entirely, um, like the next day, basically. Mm. Uh, So there was a huge panic for flights. And we were booking the flights and watching the prices just climb and climb and climb. And we were like, it was getting to, I don't know, like four or five hundred (laughs) pounds to get back. Yeah, to get back. So um, it's not that far, you know, it's only a two hour flight or two, two and a half hour flight. So, um, and 
fortunately they made another announcement to say oh you know so in um, the first <laughs> the first didn't mean that we didn't quite mean that uh, <laughs> the <laughs> airport won't actually close till the end of the week or you know that it's going to stay open for people trying to get back and trying to leave so um fortunately we found a cheaper a much much cheaper flight <laughs> yeah. yeah 400 pound a person down to about 50 pound a person yeah that <laughs> so, is much cheaper nice <laughs> it was like the next day as well <laughs> oh, my, oh my gosh so we were um maybe one of the only times i've been thankful to ryanair <laughs> uh, so um we got that to london and Henry phoned his um, dad. We went to his dad first, um, and because they don't live too far from London, um, so we decided to come back here. So, as you guys were in in Norway and then in now in London, I'm I'm curious about what maybe the general attitudes of the public is like over there. I think a lot of our listeners know what it's like in the in the U.S., but what has been the general response and attitude of um, of people around you? I think um, it was much different to Norway when we first arrived. Um, in Norway, it was already pretty much on lockdown. Um, and when we got back to London, there were still hordes of people out in the street. And there was still, you know, it was like, <laughs> I don't know, it was really strange. All the shops were open and everyone was just walking around like it was completely normal. The only difference was all the toilet roll was gone from the supermarkets. <laughs> um, so, and... But I think we stayed in your dad's for a week. Yeah. And so we didn't go anywhere for a week. And then we went to a supermarket and the shelves were empty. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was only a few days after that they announced the lockdown. Yeah. So. Yeah, the, the Brits went a bit crazy briefly. Uh, but certainly since because since, we left Edinburgh, what was it? Start of February. Just as it was starting to become the big news story. We, we've really seen everyone's attitudes change quite substantially because when we left Edinburgh, it was still very much, oh, this is not going to be an issue. This is sort of, it's a, it's a small issue, but it's not something we should worry about. To now sort of we're seeing basically everywhere going, oh my God, panic, panic, panic. This is a big issue. Um, so we've been able to see this change country to country. Like it's kind of followed us. Like we were in Germany and it was getting worse there. Then we went to Denmark. We saw it getting more of an issue there. We went to Norway and we saw it getting more of an issue there. And we came back to the UK and exactly the same thing happened. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of been the same thing again and again for <laughs> us. Yeah, it was kind of <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like yeah, it was following us around. Yeah. Uh, the the thing was, we we're actually supposed to be in Italy right now. So. Yeah, <laughs> we spent like the last three months, sort of ever since it really kicked off in Italy, going watching it get worse, going kind of a little bit selfishly, but sort of hoping that it because sort of starts to become less of an issue there, mm-hmm. um, but. Unfortunately, sort of just looking at it and just seeing how bad it's got, it's just yeah. Sort of like we're like. <laughs> I think the word is unprecedented. That's yeah. as you hear it on the news all the time. <laughs> it's unprecedented. But the general attitudes of people, um, there's been like a real sort of 
togetherness in the UK. Like every Thursday we go and clap for like the um, key workers, people working in um, sort of in frontline services and things. Um, and there's been a lot of um, activity online to keep people mentally uh, well, I guess. Yeah, I, I, think, <laughs> like I think one of the silver linings is it seems to have brought out the sort of togetherness community spirit yeah, and people are very serious about it as well. So yeah. everyone, does, it, most people seem to be taking it very, very seriously. Yeah, so. it's quite interesting going to the supermarket and seeing people queuing around the car park, everyone keeping at least two metres apart, and you've got this huge queue going around <laughs> the whole length of a car park. Our favourite thing to do. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Love a queue. Yeah, love a good queue, right? Now we can queue for everything. It's yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. So you, you touched on it a little bit of of kind of that you weren't able to be in Italy right now. How far out has your travel schedule been impacted? And what does that look like for you guys as you look towards the future as far as your travel? Uh, it's pretty much, I would say, uh, <laughs> maybe it's pretty much demolished. It. <laughs> um, okay. Jen, a bit. Jen's a great uh, planner. She, she, she loves planning everything. Um, as she said earlier, she, she literally planned this entire year out back in about October time mm. had everything planned and organized. Um, and we certainly, we're supposed to be in Belgium for a bit. That went because we had to come back here. Italy now, uh, in, in a few weeks, a couple of weeks time or so, we were supposed to be going to the Czech Republic. That's, we're still not quite sure about that, but that's probably knocked on its head. Um, and then I think we had, uh, Bulgaria for three months over the summer, which is also completely up in the air at the moment. We, we really don't know what's going to happen about that yet. Yeah. And then the only other thing we had, um, Greece for a, a month at the end of the year, which maybe okay, but yeah. it depends how the guy's doing. Um, he's actually the only one that's not been in touch. So maybe he's, <laughs> he's thinking it's still quite far away. Yeah. So um but with everyone else we've been in touch um we've been chatting to and obviously they don't know what they're doing so yeah right. nobody knows what they're doing so right. <laughs> it's just a <laughs> wait and see situation um i think that's why ev yeah everyone's sort of in that position of not really knowing what's going on one day to the next and just waiting to see what the next announcement's going to be yeah and that's a, a really a hard place to be in of just just waiting and that you know because you've got to wait on for you guys to find out information but also uh the the homeowners and everybody that's waiting on their piece of information or the, the government to release new guidelines and and those obviously aren't going to match up uh, across countries so that that makes that whole process a lot more complicated for you all and with all that turmoil what's it been like going through this together uh as from as changes have taken place um stressful <laughs> i think in a word i think yeah it was like, i mean we're okay we used to uh work together um a fair bit like a few years yeah. a couple of years back um like we used to manage um together <laughs> manage bars and then manage managed a hotel together so mm. um 
so we are used to dealing with very stressful things together. <laughs> We're also used to being stuck with each other 24-7 as well. <laughs> we are we are sort of we're very used to, to to living sort of under each other's heels pretty much so it's it's not like we're used to having our own space and and going oh my god we need space we need space and we can't get space because we're stuck in a house uh we are we are used to that we have have our own things that we go off and do general watch what I call trashy TV <laughs> on her laptop, and and I'll yeah. go off and watch she watch what she calls sort of nerdy TV, uh-huh. and we so we we have our own things that we can do while still being together. Yeah, we still kind of um, we have a well actually we're lucky where we are because um, we can each have a a room to work in. <laughs> so um so we pretty much just work a normal schedule throughout the day in our individual rooms <laughs> and then get together at the end of the day and have dinner and have chats and watch TV. So yeah. Um so keeping it as normal as possible. Many people are finding themselves in a situation where they're not used to being around somebody else 24 7 so do you have any advice for people who find themselves in that situation and are getting ready to, and are being driven crazy? <laughs> find those things that you can go off and do on your own <laughs> like, yeah. don't don't be afraid to like go off into another room or just put something on with your headphones on or something and just take time for yourself even if you're sat next to the person you can be in your own little world and just have that bit of space um because uh it can get very difficult but also take time to be together yeah. as well. Yeah, <laughs> so quality time together. Have a date night. Uh, yeah. We thought about recreating um, Italy because we can't be there. So we're thinking uh, this week we might have like a, a night where we recreate Italy with wine and food and music and <laughs> set the atmosphere of Italy. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, just wee things like that. Um, I think keep you sane. Yeah, just think, just things to keep things exciting and and almost sort of distracting you from the monotony of four square walls. Yeah, and keep in touch with family and friends as well. I'm always on Zoom calls or <laughs> something or yeah. a house party with friends. Like we do pub quizzes with friends as well. Mm. Um, You've really got into Netflix party with your family. Yeah, we do oh. that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there are things out there that we can still do together, even though we are physically apart. And and that's I don't I I think about what this would have looked like even ten years ago, twenty years ago, without the ubiquity of the internet or a lot of those things. It would be a very different feeling right now. So I'm very thankful that we do have that available to us. Very thankful for that too. I mean, I'm looking at spending my thirtieth probably under lockdown. It's in a few. Two weeks, weeks. two weeks time um yeah. so it's not exactly what i um had planned or <laughs> envisaged yeah you, you uh, were looking at some big trip to america or something like that and yeah. of course that's all gone up completely in smoke now mm. so it will be uh but my friends have suggested that we have a, a party <laughs> via phone uh, yeah. i don't know what the <laughs> latest on that was the last time i heard there was a suggestive of a drag night. 
<laughs> dressed up, get dressed up and doing karaoke. Yeah. You've written about recently how you think this is going to change the house sitting world. So I was wondering if you could share a little bit about that and, and where you see some of those big changes taking place. Well, I think it's, it, it's something that could could go one of a few ways. Like, firstly, sort of, it's going to have a big economic impact around the world. So I think a lot of people may not go on the big holidays abroad, um, especially for long periods of time. Um, so obviously there'll be a lack of sits then for, for sitters to go and do. But also, I think some sitters will be scared out of traveling. So I think you could find a re- sort of the number of sits and the number of sitters reducing. So whether that means maybe more sitters per sit applying or whether it's the other way around, it's difficult to say, but it's... Uh, you want to add something? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say, I think that, um, yeah, definitely. There's no way that the world will not be changed no. after this. There's, you know, it, it just will. Um, economy, the world economy will be affected. Yeah, um, and I think travel overall might be affected. Yeah, we were told that it would get back to normal at some point, but um, yeah, I think in terms of being realistic, we really have to think about um, what we'll do now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Certainly short term over the next sort of two to five years, I think I think it's going to have a significant impact. Yeah, or just even like initially, like for the first six months or for the next six yeah. months or the next year, we'll probably have to think maybe we'll have to put yeah. off some plans or maybe rethink because our, our initial plan was to go to America and Canada next year. Um, but So we'll, we'll see how, how that goes. But we had uh, envisaged a year of um, travel in Europe. Uh, yeah. So try and finish ticking off the European countries. Um, so, which sure, there's a lot. Of, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, do we push that back, and what do we do in the meantime? Um, mm. We are lucky to work online, um, as we work as teachers. I also work as a writer, um, so we have uh, a couple of incomes that we can do remotely so but um and obviously that's great for full-time house sitting lifestyle but if we have to think about settling down that will affect um what we do yeah <laughs> right yeah our whole income's kind of based around being able to travel and live cheaply sort of rent-free kind of thing if we have to reassess that idea then everything has to be reassessed a bit curious how how this would change how you guys operate moving forward and it sounds like there's a little bit of tentative uh well we may hold back on some of these these travel plans um and looking into different income and revenue streams for you guys yeah i think um i mean we're hoping that the the bulgaria (laughs) sit might go ahead yeah um the lady in question was going to a second home so whether she decides um to do that or not I don't know but um so if I think it would it probably depends on that sit because it was three months long um and because I don't see many sits going up 
as many sits or not. Um, it might be that if that doesn't happen, we might just need to get a short-term let somewhere. Yeah, um, I think we've kind of got in the backs of our minds, not that we've sort of actually sat down and actively planned it, but we've kind of got a best and worst case scenario in our heads at the moment. Uh, and it's just going to be sort of seeing which way it goes. Does it swing towards the best or towards the worst? And once we get an idea of which way it's going to go, then we can start planning accordingly. But so much is unknown at the moment. Like we don't even... We were we were looking at a, a sit in the UK. What was it in Stockport? Wasn't it the other day? Um, that w- someone contacted us about, and we're like, realistically, because it's everything the government's saying at the moment is essential travel only. Like we could theoretically just get on a train and go there, but we don't know if we're going to be stopped and told that our travel is not essential. So it, it, we, we're not sure if we can even sort of travel to another part of the UK, let alone the ideas of travelling anywhere else at the moment. So the immediate the news that we have right now is that we'll probably be in lockdown for another four weeks at least. So we um, kindly, um, <laughs> Henry's mother, uh, I think, was uh, happy to let us stay during lockdown. So and then mm. we can assess what we do um but we have been in touch um with people that we've sat for before um so there's one in germany and they've actually booked a holiday at the end of may and asked if we can come <laughs> again at the end of may if we're not doing our other sit um so i mean it's a possibility i don't know yeah uh planes will be running <laughs> or i don't know <laughs> uh if we're allowed to go then you know i'd like to go um same with our sit in italy is actually a lady that we sit for um occasionally uh, and she uh works a couple of hours from her home but she lives in a different like she lives in the city and that's her country home that we look after um so for her she's always away and always needing sitters like literally every month she needs a sitter so um mm. so she is also somebody that would have us yeah um back again so um and we've had nice conversations with people who who will <laughs> who have said they'll try and help us and stuff like that just been nice yeah we're we're very lucky we've got from from the sits that we've done we've got some good connections we've had a lot of invites to go back um some of them sort of even work out their travel plans around when we're available we've also Mm. got a lot of contacts through things like instagram and that that like we can go and crash with people for a few days so we've got we've got quite a good network out there Uh, our main issue at the moment is just the the travel situation like can we travel where can we travel etc um basically constantly reading the british government's uh, website travel updates <laughs> <laughs> pretty much just like and what do they say today about this country in this country yeah and not just those countries but also sort of trying to trying to look at the countries that we've got connections in yeah. and seeing what their restrictions are so like the people that we know that do sits are they then able to travel because if they're not going to be able to travel, they're not going mm. to have space for us to come. 
Yeah, certainly right now it would be irresponsible to be moving around, I yeah. think, because it's just about to hit the peak. Um, I've got my best friends like working hospital hospitals or nurses. Um, so they tell me, you know, what's going on and it's not pretty <laughs> and um, it really is quite serious. So um, it would be quite irresponsible to move right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah we just have to wait and see you've got so many things going on there you've got the ethically morally responsibly should i be out and about then you have the legal thing on top of that of going am i even allowed to even if i wanted to and that whole that whole mess just sounds like you know it's just compiling on one another curious how you processed hearing an extension of four weeks for the lockdown and the shelter in place we're getting into that same stage here in the United States where people are talking about possible extensions. So what was that like hearing that four-week extension and, and how did you process hearing that? Well, well, they, well we should say well, they're not officially said no. it yet, but they okay. sort of unofficially said it. It's been hinted that it will last only four weeks, um, but they are due to make a, a proper announcement at the end of the week. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they've been saying for about a week because we've just had Easter. They've been saying for the past week, look, I we know the fact that the that the initial lockdown phase is coming to an end, but don't go out Easter weekend thinking, oh, it doesn't matter because the lockdown's going to end. Because realistically, it's probably not going not to end. Not. Mm-hmm. We're just not. We're, we're still like deciding what. And we'll make the announcement later. Um, so don't go out and be silly. I'm, I'm sort of taking the, the slightly approach of I'm looking at sort of what's happened in Italy, what's happened in China, and sort of seeing that their lockdowns have gone on for months. So I'm when they said an initial three weeks, I was like, yeah. But it's not going to be that. I, I, I've been working the whole time the fact that it's going to be probably two months at the bare minimum before we can really start thinking about travelling again. So for me, it's not much of a surprise. I have, just because I've been prepared for it the whole way. Yeah. And for me, like, as I say, like my friends um, are nurses and my mum has lots of, like, works in healthcare and um, has lots of friends that work in healthcare and they've all pretty much been saying that the peak has not yet hit and it's they expected it to hit this week and it hasn't um, and it keeps mm-hmm. increasing um, and uh, yeah so for me I kind of known from speaking to people that I don't think this is getting much better um, and certainly if you read the news reports every day uh, it's not getting much better um, in fact uh, yeah, the forecast the forecasts for the UK aren't very good at the moment. Um, so I think there's been forecasts to say that by the summer they expect maybe sixty to sixty six thousand people to die in the UK. Mm. Um, so um, yeah, I think we're, and we're still way off that. I think mm. um, although the social distancing has been helping certainly. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, issues at play here. Um, so yeah, as, not totally unexpected, I would say. But, yeah, um, sure. but yeah, 
Yeah, so I'd say to anyone in America, like, don't don't start thinking that, like, I, I like if I if I was sensible in America, I'd say like maybe the restrictions would be removed just in time for Fourth of July kind of situation. Like that's what I would be planning for. I wouldn't think anything too too much sooner than that if I, yeah. I was honest. There's been announcements by airlines this week in the UK to say that they're not going to be putting on regular a regular flight timetable until June 17th. So I wow. think that's probably a good idea. Yeah, that, gi- that gives you an idea why I say 4th of July is sort of a good time frame for you guys. Yeah, that helps put it into perspective as just far as the continuing impact and ripple effect throughout everything and just how long it's going to take to bring things back online and slowly turn everything back on again. That's assuming that they sort of do a, a quick uh, reduction in the restrictions. Yeah. A lot of places they're saying, even in the UK, it's going to be a very slow, very gradual easing of the lockdowns. So they might start to ease it, but sort of reading the news, sort of they're saying in the UK, it could take one to two years before we're back to normal. Yeah, it's going to be a long road ahead. And so thinking of that, what kind of advice or maybe some recommended resources you would give to somebody who is actually interested in getting into house sitting right now? Oh, that's a difficult one. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I, I would say if you're, if you're like us, you're stuck in a house, not much to do, go out there, do research read blogs like sort of ours and other house sitters and get a feel for what it's like uh, because it's not a lifestyle for everyone. Like we, we sort of do it. We made the choice. Um, we accept everything that comes with it, like the insecurity of not having anywhere to live, which is what's really affecting us. Um, but take this time to to do your research and, and think: Is this something for me? Is this is this really how I how I want to live my life over the next however long? And certainly, like, don't do it for the wrong reasons. But I think no. some people not saying there's some people that maybe like just think about the travel aspect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, do it for the love of animals for yeah it is, it is a serious commitment to go and look after someone else's house and their and their 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 family members essentially because that's what pets are to people um you can't you can't be very blase about the whole situation you have to take it very very seriously um so yeah and obviously use your podcast yeah. <laughs> it's a good <laughs> um house sitting magazine was really good for us when we first started um, yeah so obviously it's a free resource as well um loads of helpful advice in there um and getting uh also what took a while for us if you're just starting out to get references from people. yeah um <laughs> chase people up for references like we had our landlord and our um former employer and stuff like that actually that's the point if you have any friends or family that you can maybe do a bit of pet sitting for 
get some experience that way. But also then when you do sign up to these services, they can give you a, a reference about it. Um, so, so having that sort of string in your bow is also helpful. Yeah, that was our, our very first confirmed sit was my mum's friend who had a cat and she was going away for a few months traveling uh and that was um back at home so it was kind of a at, at home sit mm. <laughs> uh, whereas the rest of our sits have basically all been international sits but mm. um that was a good uh, a good start starting point and actually that was the best piece of advice that we took before we started <laughs> was to like find something local and mm-hmm. maybe do it occasionally or volunteer with like a dog or a cat shelter or something that's some yeah. other things that we've done as well before we started so um also don't be sort of like make sure that you are you know what animals you are comfortable looking after because mm. one, one of the first sits that we actually did was our italy sit where we had to look after our packers what <laughs> yeah yeah we had to look after three alpacas um so i'm sorry and bees and bees <laughs> yeah so um and and the one that we're supposed to be doing in the czech republic soon involves sheep and goats and ducks so wow. you really need to also work out and be comfortable with what animals you feel you can look after like if you don't think that you can look after sheep, don't apply for places that require sheep. You, sure. you have to, <laughs> like you don't want to turn up and they go, okay, so th- this is the horse and this is what you do with it, and you're like, oh my god, I can't cope. Yeah, you're like, but I don't like horses. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, here, here is my pet tarantula. Right. <laughs> And you go, I'm afraid of spiders. That's yeah. not going to work. Right. Yeah. We do actively look for the weirdest sit. <laughs> it sounds like it. I'm starting to pick up a pattern. Um, but, <laughs> but taking... Like, like a challenge. <laughs> like, well, it's because we want to learn a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, we want to learn about having a small holding. So we tend to try and choose places that are like remote or... Yeah, and I also have a history of weird animal pets. Yeah. Mm. I've, I, I've, over the years, I've kept snakes and bearded dragons and tarantulas and rats and, yeah. <laughs> so, so using this time that to, to do all that in-depth research and start looking into references and start thinking about, like you said, I love, like, that's just golden of, what would what would you like to take care of? But I think more importantly, what would you not like to take care of? Like, what's what's the absolute cutoff of of acceptability for you? Uh, and and spending this time really thinking about those, so that when opportunities come up, you don't have to deliberate them. You can just say yes or no, and you already know going into that. Um, Henry doesn't like horses. Uh, so what we were talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I also have no clue what to do with horses. Like, uh, but like, it I can kind of deal with one horse. But if it's if it's like a small stable and there's like six horses, I no, I can't cope. He finds them unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so for that, 
um like uh, i don't know what would um cut off for me uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe a tarantula, to be honest. I'm not that. Yeah, but the, 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 then I would look after it. Um, I think. Yeah, I think. I think. As long as, if it's not something we've looked after before, I think as long as the homeowner is willing to take time to carefully walk us through what needs to be done to look after them and and kind of give us that information, that training, mm-hmm. I think we're pretty much game for it for anything that anyone could possibly have. Yeah. Um, I think I think sort of maybe something like a Bengal tiger or something might <laughs> might be a bit of a challenge to look after. <laughs> um, but other than that, I'm not I'm not sure there's something I, I I'm t- I'm too sort of crazy. Like I, I'd say yes to pretty much anything. <laughs> I mean we looked after eleven cats yeah. in one house recently. You were literally hurting cats. That's a crazy. Yes. <laughs> Never has that expression ever been so apt as when we were trying to sort them out at dinner. <laughs> Eleven cats, four of them on medication. Oh. And trying to trying to separate, make sure that the and because they were on different medication as well. So you had four cats on medication, seven cats not on medication. You know, try and make the ones on medication make sure that they get the right medication. Oh my word, it was chaos. I actually loved it. <laughs> <laughs> right, <I> think... <laughs> except for feeding time. <laughs> it, it took us about an hour to feed them. Oh, wow. There's not, there's not much food to say, no to. Um, <laughs> so, no. might spend this time looking up how to, maybe we should spend the time looking up how to look after certain pets. That, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, on on on, the, on that, I know you had mentioned kind of how you are spending this time personally, but during this downtime, how have you been spending it on your business? Um, what kind of things have you been doing and working on, so that you have a maybe better foundation um, in the future? So, we I've been uh, trying to invest in our own website um, every day. I'm basically on there, um, sort of. Uh, going over all the old blog posts and updating them and doing SEO if anyone runs the website you know SEO is like <laughs> the most important uh, important thing and it's um, a bit of a pain to get your head around uh, and I've signed up to um, Skillshare to try and um, get my head around fiddly bits and bits I don't understand um, I do have a brother that work. Um, he studies uh, web design and things, so um, he is supposedly helping me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> With, um, As brothers do, yeah. yes, I'll yes. do that at some point. <laughs> so, oh, he's supposed to be helping me. Um, and for me, we've also been keeping in contact with um, previous sits and things yeah. like people um, getting little updates on how they're doing and. Um, maintaining those relationships has been quite important as well um and we have still been applying uh just on the off chance uh, and i as we said the it's actually the 11 cats uh the 11 cats of astos back in may so oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very nice of them um so uh yeah we <laughs> were, were thinking about yeah um if things don't pan out um yes 
pretty much what we've been doing and Henry has been working crazy hours as a teacher yeah. mm. uh, so we're both self-employed um freelance sort of freelance Henry uh works for a couple of different schools online so he's been well he's been sort of getting more and more lessons yeah filling up your week <laughs> sure. uh, yeah it's yeah. To, to the point where so sometimes it's it, it's difficult to get a day off sort of thing um so i'm i'm sort of being badgered to, to make sure that i i take sufficient time off uh, so that i don't <laughs> work myself into the ground yeah we're trying to at least take a couple of days off a week and um chill out really because yeah. <laughs> uh, right. we end up kind of working all day when you're just self-employed you end up working all day or longer hours than you, than you um sorry yeah especially if you're if you're stuck stuck with nothing to do you like you're, you're like well i work online i can i choose my hours why don't i work an extra couple of hours a day or why don't i work six or seven days a week rather than five days a week and suddenly you're into that routine and you're like, I haven't had a day off in three weeks. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then um, for me as well, like, unfortunately, a lot of my write- writing is about travel. So um, some of that has been put on hold for at least a month until people mm-hmm. start traveling again, hopefully, maybe. Um, so it's kind of a, I've kind of been toying with, I am teaching more now to make up for the writing I'm not doing. Um, so I'm hoping that gets back to normal at some point, but we'll just have to see. Um, yeah, you've, you've done a couple of articles about, like, travelling whilst not travelling kind of <laughs> situation. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just travel but not travel, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so it's just kind of, uh, yeah. Basically, our entire lives are pretty much on hold at this point. So it's mm. just like... But it's good to invest in like our website and stuff yeah. like that. I want it to be a bit more about um, sustainable travel and um, house-sitting as well. So um, we are, we've been planning a fair few articles about that as well. Yeah. So, um, one we just published recently, but yeah, we'll hopefully <laughs> bash, bash some more out as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah so it's been a good time to sort of invest in that um as a future um mm-hmm. yeah, yeah you 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 keep on having ide- new ideas about how to have the have the website so uh every six months or so the uh website kind of undergoes a redesign so okay. <laughs> anyone if anyone actually like reads our blog for long enough, you'll see that it keeps on changing. Um, no, I want it to be more like this. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Suddenly, suddenly things layout will change, colors will change, articles will change. It's like, oh, I have trouble <laughs> keeping up sometimes as to what we're currently covering. <laughs> but well, yeah. I'm hoping to streamline it is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> So it's been a good time to do that. It's yeah. actually given me time to work on. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah, hopefully nail down an actual firm <laughs> idea as to what you want to do with the thing. Exactly. For, for now, anyway, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, for for the next like six weeks or something. <laughs> good run. Well, I 
I want to thank you two so much for coming on today and, and sharing your story and, and how, how you think this is going to change the, the house sitting world and uh, even the, you know, the, the advice that you had for people who are looking into getting into this. I, re I really appreciate that. I'm, both Megan and I are, are glad that you guys are, are healthy and well and, and are doing okay. If people are interested in following along with your work and want to see the latest design of your website, uh, this week, um, where how can they check you guys out and follow you along? I'll let, I'll let you do do the plug. <laughs> so we are Hoopla Adventures. Um, it's hoopladventures dot com is the website that has not changed. I can say, <laughs> and it will not change. Yeah. Um, and same as our Instagram, it's um, Hoopla underscore adventures now just for anyone who can't understand scottish accents out there <laughs> it's hoopla so that's who l a adventures hoopla adventures um which came about because i uh, really have no clue you picked <laughs> she asked me for ideas and every idea i suggested she went no <laughs> we're going to do this i'm like yes yeah okay then. okay <laughs> because we when we first started out we worked in festivals um together yeah. like music festivals and we joked that we were running away with the circus and i quite like the saying it's a load of hoopla <laughs> a load of hoopla oh i love that that's and wonderful. I was like it's kind of, we are nonsensical <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> so <laughs> But that's, well, yeah, that's where you can get us, website and um, Instagram, mostly. Um, we do have a Pinterest as well, also Hoopla. Yeah, and Facebook. Yeah, and Facebook. Shouldn't oh, yeah. <laughs> no, never forget the Facebook. Well, Jennifer and, and Henry, again, thank you for coming on. And uh, once these, these travel bans and, and restrictions get lifted, hope to see you guys over here in the States. And we'll definitely need to, to try and meet up and... and get another recording in and talk to you guys then as things start to, to look brighter. Yeah, we'd love yeah. that, Colin. Yeah, that, thanks that'd for be having an me. excellent plan. I, lo I love that idea. There, yes. There's an excuse to go to the States if I ever heard one. Right. <laughs> we need to do a live in-person recording. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I yeah, appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Well, thanks very much for having us again. Yeah, thank you. Much love to your family. I hope everyone's yeah, okay. Yeah, you guys stay safe and stay he healthy. Appreciate it. Thank you. Same to you guys. Thank you. Take care. Talking with Jennifer and Henry really helped put into perspective exactly the toll that this is taking around the globe. But I love their view on this, that this is a time to be working and investing in their business, changing up their website to make it something that they've always wanted, and continuing to look towards the future and continuing to make plans to move forward. Megan and I hope you all have a wonderful weekend, and we'll be back on Monday with a fresh Kitchen Confessions. <laughs>